Hey everyone, Chad here. Welcome to another edition of Light Your Fire Podcast, where it's my mission to light the human spirit on fire. Today's theme is lessons from failures. And uh, just got done teaching class, making myself some coffee, moving around a little bit. So you might hear some clanging in the background, but I thought it'd be fun just to get on here, talk through a little story. So three months of house arrest is what I was on. And I did an unpaid leave of absence from work. So the firm I was working for, At the time, I contacted them and I said, I need to take an unpaid leave of absence from work, which basically meant that I would still be employed by the firm. I just would not be paid and I would not do any work for a three month time frame. And so when you do that, they don't ask any questions. They don't, they don't dig into the personal reasons. They did ask me uh, if I was sure that this wasn't some circumstances that might be covered under our paid leave of absence. So you leave the firm, you're not working, but they continue to pay you. There's certain life circumstances that would qualify for that. This was absolutely not one of them being on house arrest. So just because of the nature of my, my work, I was traveling a lot and there was no way that even if I had a work release to come off of the house arrest that I was actually going to be able to fly to different cities and work at different client sites. So I was not thinking that was going to be an option. And I just elected to go for the three, three months of unpaid leave. And so when you do that, they say, that's, that's okay. That's good with us. We'll see you in three months, but you are, you know, if we're not paying you, you are absolutely not allowed to work. So we have to shut off all of your access. We take your phone, take your computer, or they shut that. I don't remember the specifics, but they shut me off, took away the access. And so, uh, three months go by and I, I come back to work. I come back online and I'll be honest, I was really out of it. Like I just was in a low, a low place at the time. You know, your confidence is kind of shattered. I'm working with some of the best and brightest people out there on some of the biggest and, you know, most complex projects. I shouldn't say most complex, but very complex, interesting, exciting work, you know, very challenging work. And I'm just feeling like I'm not worthy. I, I really was at a point in my life where I just felt like I wasn't good enough, that I had made this terrible mistake, that I was never going to be able to come out of the the shadows of this. And I just wasn't feeling my, like myself. And so I'm about to start a new project and I, I'm, I'm waiting, right? I'm waiting to see what, what's the next thing that they're going to put me on. I don't know what the work's going to be. I don't know where the client's going to be. I don't know who I'm going to be working with, et cetera. So it's only a couple of days go by and I'm contacted and they say, we're going to you know potentially put you on this project. The director wants to meet with you. And so I get on the phone with this director and we had just bought a company and this this person was from that company and i i it the reason i say that is because they were a different breed of people <laughs> like they were super i mean we we had really high performing people but they they had a very like certain type of culture where they were like just execution machines and they expected things to be a certain way there wasn't really like this this, um, I don't know, there, there wasn't much softness in it, I, I guess. Like they were just very matter of fact, very straightforward. You know, the, the work's got to be exceptional and there is no, there's no, there's no gray. So I, I get on the phone with uh, this, this director and he's asking me these questions. How are your communication skills? How are you in writing? How are you in communicating? And you know me like an idiot. I'm like, well, you know, I'm a senior associate. I, I think that most senior associates should be able to write 
pretty well and communicate pretty well. And he's like, you're wrong. (laughs) That's not the case. And so right off the bat, I was kind of very intimidated. I was scared. Um, This person seemed like they were uh, very smart, very well articulated. And they were probably one of the brightest people I've ever worked for and communicated super well, but was very intimidating. And he got back to me and said, look, we're going to bring you on the project, but I need you to get a certification, go figure out where they're taking or where they're offering the certification, take the course, take the test, be certified, and you're going to come onto the project this day and time. And um, so I, I looked everywhere, I found it, but it ended up getting canceled. I think it was in Boston and it ended up getting canceled. So I reached back out to him. I said, this one I was going to got canceled. I can't find any anywhere else. You know, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to actually get this done by the time we start the project. And so he, he comes back to me like a day later and he says, I found the course. It's here. Sign up. Book your flight. Go do it and um, tell me when it's done. And um, I don't – it was something along those lines. But the thing was it was in the UK. It wasn't even in the United States. <clears throat> and it was over July 4th weekend. So I fly to the UK. I take – I take this course for a week. I, I take the certification. I pass. I come back and now I'm certified, right? So I'm going to lead a specific work stream of this overall project. So there's a director, which is the guy that I've been interacting with, and there's a project manager. And under the project manager, there are people that are working on different work streams. And I was working on one of those work streams. And some time goes by. And <laughs> I just remember the project manager on the way home one night, so we were walking from the client to the hotel, and he said, Chad, I, I got to talk to you. Um, the director's thinking about pulling you off the project, and he wants me to talk to you about it. And I, I'm like, "What? why? What do you mean? He's like, well, we're not, we just, we're not really understanding, like, how you're approaching this. We don't know what your plan is. You know, you really haven't communicated much progress. Um, we're not sure how the interactions are going with the client. We're worried that you're not really like exuding confidence on being able to complete, you know, this this work stream or maybe the project entirely. I don't remember the specifics of the conversation, but the 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 general nature of it was that they did not feel confident in my ability because I wasn't showing them anything that that would make them confident. And so <laughs> I am now like Super worried that I, I just got off house arrest. Um, I came back to this one project and now I'm going to be pulled off this project and it's going to be really bad. So I go back to the project manager and I'm like, well, wait a minute, you know, like I, this is my approach. Let me show it to you. Like I've been communicating this to the client and they seem to really be understanding it. It didn't make sense at first. But when I drew this picture and I talked about it this way, you know, I always say like a picture is worth a thousand million words, right? Like it's, if you can draw a picture of your approach and the logical processes. And so um, the, I had this picture, I had this graph, I had this like approach and it was, it was logically laid out. And I said, and I got this one, this one person on the client side that I've, I found to be very in like very valuable. They have a lot of knowledge on this specific thing. So they know who I need to be talking to. I've been using them to really help me get some of this information. And if they don't know the information, they're pointing me in the right direction and I'm pulling them into the meetings. And, and so basically I was, I was trying to tell them that like everything that they were worried about, I actually had it under control. And, uh, the project manager kind of came back to me and he said, 
you know, this is awesome, man. Like this is really, this is all really good stuff. I think, I think the big problem here is that you haven't, you haven't communicated any of this to us. You know, like we've just been kind of like, we're been worrying that you're, you're off leading this work stream and, and we don't know what's going on. You know, like you need to, you need to really like make it a point to communicate a lot of this back to us. And, and, and so I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm doing all of this work and I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything that I need to be doing, but the one thing that I'm not doing is relaying all of this back to my own team, right? And and some people might be at this point saying, well, isn't there check-ins? Isn't there one-on-ones? Why isn't that their fault? Shouldn't they be asking for status updates? And I I don't know how to explain it except for the fact that they were not wrong, right? Like there there were all those checks and balances, the status reports. But it was the way I was going about it, which was really giving them a lack of confidence in my capabilities. And once I just took a little bit of time to bring them up to speed on where everything was at, just talking to them and explaining, you know, yes, this is a concern area, but this is what I'm doing to attack that. And I, I think that, that that one conversation brought it all back and it brought it all full circle and they were finally like okay well like it looks like you have this under control this is good let's keep keep the communication going etc right and so the larger point of this story is that at the time i felt like a huge failure i felt like this was something that was just so not me you know like maybe it's because i was on three months house arrest or i'm in this really bad place and i just you know i'm having a hard time coming back I just felt like this was a huge ball drop, big mistake. I felt like the director, I, I looked up to him in a lot of ways. I ended up writing him a letter years later, just telling him the impact he had on me. He was very hard to work for at the time. Like I said, very intimidating, but in hindsight, I learned so much from him, the way he controlled meetings, the way he would articulate and ask questions and empathize with the client and just his his overall demeanor and the way that he was just able to communicate with everyone was was just incredible and it was it was incredible to watch how he would lead these conversations and lead the client to this this information that was just kind of being uncovered and so I, I wrote him a letter years later and I explained how thankful I was to work with him and I explained the circumstances of what I was going through at the time, not trying to make excuses, but I wanted him to at least know that I was kind of in a bad place and I wasn't really myself. And, and that, that, that was the truth. At the time, I just didn't feel like myself at all. And, I, and, and when that happened, I felt like even a bigger failure. And I was just thinking like, this is just not for me. I don't know how I'm ever going to rebound. And... The silver lining in all of this was that one instance helped me so much in the rest of my career. So when I left management consulting and I went into corporate, I remembered that. I remembered that how important it was to to keep everyone in the loop, to explain the approach, to, to make things logical so that everyone could understand it. And thank goodness I did that because, or thank goodness I learned that because I ended up working on in in circumstances where I had a lot of different stakeholders on very high stake initiatives that did not see the same path forward they were they were arguing a lot or they disagreed a lot on what should be done moving forward specifically around large technology projects so big 
implementations of technology. The question was, should we spend millions of dollars to implement this technology, which is going to require all of these initiatives. It's going to require all these work efforts. It's going to require these things don't get done because all the, the prioritization is going to go on these things. It's going to require millions of dollars of upfront costs. It's going to require potentially a lot of people to lose their jobs. It's going to require business processes to be done completely different than they've ever been done before, right? So leaders across the organization all having stake in this because it's touching so many different business units. And now the leaders are not always on the same page from a business technology perspective. The different business units might not be on the same page. And then there's the executive team that's trying to get all of the information so that they can make an informed decision. So that was my job. Go work with everyone. Show them the approach. Show them the logical method. Show them how we're going to get the information and bubble it up so that we can make an informed decision. Make sure everyone knows that I'm on no one's side. I'm on the side of getting as much information to the executives as possible. But in order to be able to do that effectively, you have to have everyone trust you and trust the process that you're putting into place. Trust the approach. And if you don't communicate that to everyone, you are going to very quickly not be effective, right? People are going to start to say, I don't know what he's doing. This approach doesn't make sense. He seems to like want the technology because he's a technologist. So he's going to want this new big system and he's on that side. And, and, and everyone's just going to very quickly uh, like lose trust. And my job was to make sure that didn't happen, that everyone knew that the only, the only dog I had in the race was making sure that everyone was on the same page. And even if people didn't agree with one another, I wanted to show why, why what people's point of view was. And I wanted to show people the pros and the cons across the platform and across all the different stakeholders to bring everyone up to speed with what the other person's viewpoint was and why they had that. And had I not learned this lesson, <laughs> this thing that I thought was a huge failure way back when, I would not have approached it this way. I would have missed so many points of communication, so many points of transparency, so many points of building trust and building relationships across all of these, these business leaders, across all of the, the stakeholders that would be tied into this initiative. And it all, it all came back to that one day on that one project when the project manager said, we're going to pull you off the project and how I felt right then and there and what I did to fix it. And I learned from it and it has helped me immensely since. So anyway, wanted to put it up for you guys. Going to go drink my coffee, get a workout in and enjoy the day. That's it. I'm out.